0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable.
1: Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 25, Today I'm recording from Florida. I'm going to talk a little bit about my first experiences hunting on public land here in Florida. I'm also talking with Michael and his brother Heath Pike about how they are planning on filling their Alabama buck tags. You guys stay tuned. This is going to be a fun episode. Alright, welcome to episode number 25 of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am coming at you today from Central Florida. I'm going to tell you something guys, I, I spent my first day hunting today here on public land in Florida and it was interesting. I did not see one deer, um, but there is hope because I found one deer track. So I'm going to go back in the morning to where I found that one deer track. I walked a lot today and I found one deer track. So <laughs> I'm going to go back there in the morning and see if I can find that one deer that made that deer track. So uh, I'm pretty sure in this whole, I think it's like 10,000 acres or something like that of property. I think there might only be just a few deer on it. So um, it was it was crazy. I couldn't believe how much property is there and how much land and how much habitat that looks prime for whitetails. And there was just nothing it was just nothing. I I can't even describe it to you. But the the out of state license, the non-resident license, only like forty six bucks for me to hunt. Um, and then I bought the WMA license, which is like twenty five, and then a deer tag, which was five bucks, I think. So it, you know, it's it's not like I'm out a whole lot of money by hunting here, but it is tough. Like everything that everybody in Florida has ever said about. It being hard to hunt here. I now believe them because it's it's tough. There's just not a lot of deer here. Um, I've told people before, I think some of the best deer hunters in the country live here in Florida. And they've probably never killed a deer over 80 inches. Um, and I, I really do believe that. If you can kill any legal buck out here, you've done something. Um, of course, everybody hunts with dogs. A lot of people dog hunt. So there is that aspect of it um, that we talk about in this episode today um, it, it's uh, I have mixed opinions on it you know I don't know if it's I don't know how I feel about it but as long as it's legal and you're doing everything legal then power to you um, I don't know if it's something that I'd ever do I might I'm never gonna say never but um, <laughs> we'll see how I feel tomorrow tomorrow I may be like coming into those deer camps asking if I can hunt with those guys <laughs> but who knows well you know we'll see how it goes tomorrow but before we get into this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to our partners. Huge thank you to the guys at New Breed Archery. You use the code SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout. You will get free shipping on your bow. Like we've talked about before, it is completely direct to consumer, completely customizable. You get your bow um, customized. They've also started a new little side gig, a little side hustle where they are doing like finishes like one of the things that i've seen them do is do um like powder coating on um the the platform the predator platforms and they're doing it on all kinds of stuff all kinds of bows i believe it's called bow works that they're um kind of a new thing that kyle knoll is taking on which is pretty neat so um but with new breed go and use that code that's southern ground and you can get free shipping on your bow next up we got tethered um I can't say enough good things about my saddle that I'm that my tethered mantis saddle that I'm using it is Seriously, the best move I've ever made in deer hunting is switching to a saddle Now there's all kinds of brands that you can use. I say all kinds There's a few different brands that you can use of saddle But i'm here to tell you that the tethered mantis and just the whole Tethered website is the place that you need to go check out first before you make any decisions on any saddle Check out the tethered website. It's tetherednation.com um, everything you could possibly need to be in a tree in a saddle you'll find it on the website Go so go check out tetherednation.com we got onyx maps we've been using a lot of onyx lately here especially in florida today i tried to use it i ended up being in this area that was like super swampy i couldn't navigate it i had no idea where to where to even try to set up ended up going back to the truck and finding high ground and um, all I had to do was flip on the topo feature on Onyx Maps, and I found some ground that was high, and I was able to hunt. Now that did not help me kill a deer, but I think if I do kill a deer, it would be because I was on that high ground that I that I found using that. I would have no other. Uh, I would have not known where to go if I did not have that. So please go check out Onyx Maps. Get go ahead and get the premium membership. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead and get the elite membership so you can hunt all 50 states you can have access to all 50 states maps but if you just want one state you can also get the premium membership which is a little bit cheaper but you only get one state go check them out Um, lastly go wild now go wild is i've done a really terrible job in the last couple episodes as i've been listening back to them of explaining what it is so go wild is just a social media app that you can get on your smartphone to keep up with people all across the country on what people are doing all the the fun that they're having in the woods their pictures their hunting stories their recipes um, it's just a really fun app to pass your time to build relationships with some cool people that are like-minded individuals that are sportsmen and women um, who share a lot of the common goals the common interests that you have and so go and check that out go wild is not based on followers it's just based on content it's going to push the content that you want to see so go get it on the app store whatever app store you use i don't know i use an iphone so it's just called the app store but go get that go check it out i think you will enjoy it so that's all done we're going to get right through we're going to get to this episode with mike pike and heath pike about late season hunting tactics Got a special treat for you today um, i'm in florida right now that's not the treat uh that's actually well we'll get into that here in a minute um but we have got michael pike and a special guest michael's brother mr heath pike how you doing heath
0: man i'm awesome how are you
1: fantastic this is going to be really weird guys because y'all sound a lot alike on the phone so
2: <laughs> well He's got all the personality, and he laughs a whole lot, so you'll be <laughs> to easily uh, turn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys are on a uh, little uh, brother brotherhood hunt. Is that what's going on right now?
2: Yeah, we, uh, we don't ever get to spend uh, a whole lot of time together hunting, uh, and so we usually have about once or twice a year that we get to go with each other, and so... I decided to drive up for uh, a special hunt and, uh, I'd been trying to get him to go and he hadn't been able to go any of the times. And, um, he was finally able to make it up. So we, uh, just got through, uh, well, he just got through cooking me a steak. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do <laughs> it. For yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the way to we, do it. Uh... <laughs> I've got four kids, so that was the only way we could do it. He bought the steaks and I cooked them. <laughs> I've got four <laughs> kids too. <laughs> See,
3: I got eight. You can't one up me there. Bro.
0: <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So, uh, do you guys have any have any luck today?
2: Uh, I saw a bunch uh, before daylight uh, when I first got up here, and then um, I actually jumped a group of what I assume were does. Um, off the end of a greenfield probably about eight thirty this morning. And uh what
1: were you doing walking had... in at eight thirty?
2: Oh, I was already hunting. Uh, oh, but the spot I went to in the dark, you know, I've never I've I have never i i have not been here and hunted before, so um I came with you last year when we turkey hunted and uh did the little podcast with um the hunting public. But as far as hunting, I've never hunted uh this uh public you know piece before so Yeah. I kinda sound like you I guess. Never been here before, never hunted never here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Time I <laughs> so well if it I if it makes you What was that?
0: Yeah, I saw a six I saw a six point this morning.
1: Well that gun
0: road I was on. Yeah, it was uh while I was in my truck.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> That's it, the way it works. It didn't do much
1: good. <laughs> yeah. Well Listen, dude. Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all something. So I'm here in Florida right now, and uh, it's just a whole new world, man. Like, it it's so crazy.
3: Whole new world. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I was gonna make the, an Latin joke there, but uh, yeah, you got me covered. Um, but it seriously is like it is so it's so different here. Um, like, I was driving, I, I drove around the WMA uh two days ago two evenings ago just right at dark and like there was people (laughs) just like perched up on the roads right they have these trucks with seats on top of them which i'm from texas and that's a that's a thing there you have big trucks with a seat on top um but they're just let they got dogs out running deer and they're setting up on the roads and waiting for the deer to cross i don't know if y'all have ever done that before or or watch videos of people doing that but it's it's really interesting actually um but the funny thing is is like so you know in Alabama like we pretty much if you see a deer on the road and you're in your vehicle you just you don't shoot it like some people do I'm sure but like that's not a normal thing to see somebody hunting on the road like that well out here that's the way they do it like everybody's just sitting on the roads I was like, I, I pulled up next to a guy the other day, and I was like, you guys doing all right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, we're doing good. And I was like, are you freaking hunting right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he was literally sitting next to his Jeep with his gun propped up on the side view mirror. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're good. I'm like, you're not being sneaky, okay? You're not sneaky at all. Um.
2: So is it, is it legal to do that?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't have any idea.
0: But they're. The I mean, they Alabama. They do that with spotlights. <laughs> yeah, and it's completely normal. Not and it's, legal, uh, but normal.
1: Yeah, there's a big difference between legal and normal. I guess. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if it's. I don't know what the legality of everything is. There is one thing that I saw, a lot of, out here in those groups of people, that there is no way it's legal. But everybody had natty lights like, on their tailgates, drinking beer. It was, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, I pulled up, and I was talking to this one group of guys, and they were real nice, you know, but they were freaking soused, like, they were, they were, and, but they had guns on their shoulders. They're like, oh, yeah, we got dogs out right now. I'm like, okay, well, I'll see y'all later. I'm gonna get far away from here. Um... (laughs) yeah i mean dude so so it's just it's a crazy thing out here and there's like everybody's got these trucks that are like jacked up like big huge mudders on them like i'm talking like i don't know tire sizes very well but very big they make my hummer which has you know it's got off-road tires on it they make my hummer look like a town car they're so big and jacked up and like they they all say that their. Do they make
2: look, do they, look, do they make my uh, truck look small?
1: Um, yours is gonna be on the smaller end of a lot of the trucks that they have there.
2: Yeah.
1: So I mean, like, you can get an like idea.
2: Forty-four or something like that. <laughs> I don't know,
1: but your truck is ten times nicer than. I mean, these are all like old, like '80s models trucks and stuff that they've got.
2: Um, I always wanted to jack up one of those old Ford
1: F-250s. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty sweet. Then you'd fit in. You'd fit in well here, Mike. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's your people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: but, sounds like uh, it's your people. <laughs> no. You they're visiting family.
1: Yeah, we got family here. And my family doesn't hunt. Like the, um, My brother-in-law does, but he lives in Georgia now. Um, and he won't hunt out here. He don't even, he don't even do it. Um, just because, like, I told you before we recorded, Mike, but I, I, I walked, I walked a lot today. Um, I ended up setting up in the saddle in one spot. Um,
2: you said you swam.
1: Yeah, I basically swam. It was, dude, everything is covered in water. It's, like, up to my ankles, which is not a big deal, you know? I mean, we've hunted a few places that were swampy, um, and, and... And you can kind of get an idea of like where deer are bedded at and stuff on swampy in swampy areas and stuff, but out here it's like there's just no bed high ground. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know where they bed because it's just not high ground at all. It's all about you know shin deep water. Um, but I oh. did I did manage to get one deer track. I cut one track today. <laughs> so um,
2: <laughs> do you have on uh, do you have on your dive mask? <laughs> Yeah. Snorkel. Yeah. I had to put my GoPro <laughs> I had to put
1: my GoPro under the water to film it. Um no, I mean and I, I was yeah, like I, I was I, heard,
2: I think I heard somebody back in the summertime, uh, you know, when they were having their rut down there talking about the deer being bedded like in knee deep water. That's crazy. And I thought that was pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean I'm sure they do I'm sure they have to all five of the deer that live out here. You know, I imagine they they probably bed somewhere close together, but um, I ended up finding some high ground that still had some water in some places of it, um, but it was pretty thick. You know, where, where those areas that, that aren't flooded, they get pretty thick in there, and that, I guess it's palmetto undergrowth type stuff that grows in there. Um, I mean, it grows up real high on the high ground, and... And I mean it looks like there should be deer all over the place. But there ain't. (laughs) So I don't know, man. I told do y'all know do you know Walter Lee, Mike? Yeah. Um I asked him, I was like, dude, I need some I need some help. I need some help figuring out. He he lives in Florida. I think he lives up further in North Florida, which is gonna be a little bit different than down here, but I was like, I need some help figuring out like what how do you use dog hunter pressure to your advantage and stuff? And he is like, you just pay them to take you with take you with them. That's all you do.
2: You give them a twenty four pack of natty live. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's
1: the that's the that's the deal. But
0: so where are you, Parker? Where in Florida are you? Uh,
1: so I am hunting uh, a WMA, which it's Florida, and I don't really care to share it. I'm hunting a WMA called Richloam, and um, it's in like uh. It's in Sumter County, which is like central Florida, right outside of Orlando. And, I mean, uh, apparently there's a decent population of deer hunters out here. Um, I would have never thought so. You wouldn't, I mean, when you drive around and you see all the like uh, vacation homes and stuff, you just, and then you pull up into this WMA and it's every Bubba within a thousand mile radius is in there, (laughs) you know? Yeah. it's a it's a little bit intimidating, man, I'll be honest with you. It's a little bit intimidating with their trucks and stuff, but uh but yeah, we're I'm I'm out here at Richloan WMA and it actually backs up to another place called the Green Swamp WMA. And everybody talks about that one about Green Swamp, but it's a quota hunt and uh you can kinda get close to where you can hunt the borders. I don't think they allow dog hunting on the Green Swamp WMA. Which is which is I, I mean I wish I could get in there, but you know I'm just here for a few days, and it's just kind of something for me to be able to pass the time. So it's fun being out in the woods.
2: Need to hurry up. We need to hurry up and get back up here so we can do some filming.
1: Yeah, man. I'm. I'm. When you sent me the picture of those steaks y'all were eating, I was like, man, I wish. I. I don't have any deer tags <laughs> in Alabama, but I got a camera, and I also have a stomach that likes steak. So, uh, <laughs> I would. I would love to be there. So you guys, y'all are. Um, at a new WMA, right? Y'all are, um, both. Heath, have you killed a buck this year?
0: Nope. This is my first time hunting this year. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> this is only Mike's like fifth time hunting. I think he hadn't got to hunt that much. <laughs> um. Yeah,
2: if you asked my wife, she'd think I was gone every day of the week.
1: <laughs> my, I asked my wife. She was like, okay, "What are y'all like, doing?"
2: I was like, I've been home twice as much this year. And she's like, well, it, it doesn't feel like it. And I'm like, well, shoot, if I were known that, then I would have just stayed
0: out here. <laughs> well, twice What's, as much for Mike is like six days instead of three that he's been home. <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll try to make sure that she doesn't hear this episode because I don't know that that whole conversation would go over real well. Um. I asked my wife a while ago, or my wife said, what are y'all doing your podcasts on or um, something? And I said, well, deer hunting. And she was like, huh, well, imagine that. You talking about deer hunting? I was like, yeah, well, it is what it is. We need to is. get them
2: together, Parker. We need to get them together. That way we can go on more.
1: That's what, I mean, in theory, that would be a really good idea. But it could just turn into, we should... Like it, it, it could turn into a bad thing if they got together, <laughs> like teamed up against us. Um, <laughs> so so y'all are hunting this new WMA. You're both, you both have all three of your Alabama buck tags in your pocket. Um, what yep. what's the what's the game plan for you? Like, what are y'all, what are y'all trying different? What are you are you are you, are you even trying anything different? Kind of thinking outside the box. What are y'all doing?
2: Yeah, I was talking about that today. On uh, I, I was doing a little bit of filming, and I was talking about that. I was like, whatever I'm doing, <laughs> I'm not doing it right. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I've got to change up some tactics here because evidently whatever I've done this season has not worked at all. So I'm not really sure at this point, Parker. If I knew, I'd probably have a deer down. Um, <laughs> besides... <laughs> Besides that little buck in Kentucky and the uh, and the Doa shot opening week, so I mean I've so seen you... I've seen bucks, but uh, just not not what I saw last year and the year before. Right. So I told Keith, um, it's been raining a lot this year, um, and I told you too. But um, every single time I feel like I've gotten to go it's ended up raining and then like the day i have to go back to work which is going to be on friday then it clears up and then all the deer move and everybody kills something so i <laughs> uh, may end up i may end up coming coming down with a cold uh on friday i'm not real sure yet yeah but uh, it's supposed to it's supposed to end it's supposed to stop raining friday morning like around 5 a.m so and then it's supposed to be clear friday and saturday so Uh, tomorrow we're supposed to get like an inch of rain. There's supposed to be like 20 mile per hour winds tonight and, uh, tomorrow and thunderstorms. And (laughs) I told Heath, I was like, the game plan for tomorrow, if it was just, you know, rain, you know, like misty rain or something like that, we'd be up in a, you know, a a tree stand on the ground, you know, just sitting in the spot waiting for a deer to come by. But, uh, it seems like whenever it's heavy rain, the deer just don't move, and um, I was telling him that in in my past experiences, it seemed like the deer are usually bedded along creeks, and they're usually in thickets, and they're usually looking out into, like, hardwoods, uh, like, along the creeks,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so I think tomorrow that may be the game plan, especially with how much rain and, and how much the wind is supposed to be blowing, I think you know, these deer are just going to be bedded up all day long. So yeah. I think we would be better off uh, just doing some still hunting, honestly. Yeah, um, And I think we could get away with quite a bit, especially having our guns. I mean, we could probably spot a deer before, you know, they could spot us if we're moving slow enough. So
1: that's oh, yeah. kind of
2: the game plan for tomorrow.
1: That's funny. I um out there where y'all are at. I- I've hunted that place when I was younger two different occasions when I was probably in high school and uh and one of those one of those trips my dad killed um I think he killed a doe he killed a little doe um but I did kind of the same thing that you're talking about one of the one of the days I just got out and started walking and uh and ended up seeing a deer and seeing several deer and not being able to get a shot off on them so I think that's a uh I think that's a good a good plan for you guys you know it if it's not working doing it one way then just keep trying and keep trying new things and you could you could come up on on something that actually works you know what I'm saying
3: Yeah.
1: over here hey smoke them if you got them. you know what I mean <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I, th- I heard a loud a noise. Get him all up. <laughs> he really needs to kill a deer. This is getting ridiculous.
2: I, re- I really do. I really <laughs> there- do. <laughs> hey, there's
1: that cold you were talking about. Oh, I got a cough. Can't go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calling
3: but, <to> work.
1: <laughs> so you were talking about that. That's what, that, I think that'd be something good. Good to get into is um that like crappy weather crappy weather hunting tactic tactics so um you know you got winds that are blowing 20 miles an hour you got rain it's going to be pretty terrible and i know for me whenever i normally when i google stuff when i'm looking at articles is when i'm like specific things so how to kill a deer where where are deer at whenever the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour like i've googled that probably more times than i care to even admit um
2: yeah we're out west or you know in the northwest like or north central wherever like uh say like nebraska kansas dakotas like that's kind of your normal to have high winds but it's not normal here so anything Mm -hmm. out of the ordinary you know those deer just kind of lock down for the most part
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and so that um that's going to be the tactic for tomorrow's to, you know, to get on our feet and uh, and go after them. I mean, if, if they're not going to move, um, then we're, you know we're just going to go after them. So I think that may a, even do a little. Uh, we may even do a little wind bump. Who knows? Yeah, they, that'd be uh, cool. They talk. He doesn't know about wind bumping, but we may have wind bump tomorrow.
1: That'd be fun. I've I I've thought about that out here. You know, if I had several people out here in Florida because there's so much open land. So, I mean, dude, even the pines are just wide open. Everything's wide open. Um, and if you could find some bedding areas trying to wind bump them, I think it would be pretty cool. But uh, we're talking about the, the that kind of crappy weather stuff. Um, uh, what was it? Last week, um, I'm, I'm bucked out, so I can't shoot any more bucks. So I was just out, you know, I went to probably the easiest spot that I have to kayak to and uh, just because I was trying to kill a doe with my bow before the Christmas break and so I went out to this little spot and it was like that man it was uh I think I posted something on Facebook about it um it was like 4:30 in the morning and the wind was already at 15 miles an hour it was just it was just pumping and I had to paddle against the end of the wind and um and it really sucked, and I was, I got out of the, out of the, at the boat ramp, and I was like, ah, I think I'm just gonna go home, but I'm glad I didn't, because I, I went to a spot that is in a creek, just like what you're talking about, um, there's two steep ridges on either side of it, and, and it really blocks that wind off, and I saw eight deer that morning, and three different bucks chasing does, which I was not expecting that, and, and anybody who hunts in, in, public land in Alabama just kind of knows like any morning you can go out and see three different bucks chasing does. I guess a good day. and uh, That's a real good day. It was was a good day and I got some of them on film. Actually one of them was a small buck and uh, I saw the doe come through and I was filming her and then come to find out I didn't even have the camera on when I was filming her. So I looked down, pressed record and, and found her again and recorded her. Well, when I look back at the footage, I guess when I had looked down, that buck had had come through and I didn't see him. And so when I started f- actually filming, uh, I was filming the buck and not the doe. So I wouldn't have even known if I didn't have my camera that there was actually a buck and a doe in that in that situation. But it was pretty cool, man. I mean, and so I think, you know, going out and, and changing, because like, you know, some people have these this idea that, if there's a deer here, you know, if they got their kind of yeah, I've got that honey hole spot. Um and a lot of people if you don't have more than a couple spots, you're going to go out there, man, and you're going to you're just going to be disappointed on those crappy days like that. But if you have a spot that you can go to and say, "Okay, this is going to be really good for just this condition, this weather condition," then it could, man, it could really come in handy for those those days like that. Um and so yeah, we used,
2: to, we used to be in a hunting club down in um, Bullock County, and there was a lot of deer down there, a lot of nice bucks, too. And um, at that specific hunting club, there was a little pond, and it was in a little bit of a dip. And that little dip would always have does in it at the head of the pond. And then at the dam side, there was always a buck that would bed down at just below the dam um and evidently that's something that a lot of deer do because um they're getting on the hunting beast i heard some people talking about below the dam a lot of these bucks will bed up below that dam you know they don't hmm. get any kind of pressure coming in from the backside where the water is yeah so and then they can you know watch out ahead of them i mean it makes perfect sense you know some of these simple little you know ideas you know, a lot of times we just tend to overlook, you know, how simple these deer are actually.
1: Yeah. Do you think that's the similar think, a similar thing to like betting up against a bluff?
2: Yeah, I think it it'd be very similar to it. Um, you know, they they don't have to worry about you know any kind of predators you know jumping off a thirty foot cliff to get them.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, so, do you think this changes though? Like, um. You know, I have found a lot more buck beds in in the summertime where where there's a bluff. You know, just because of the shade and stuff like that in those type right. areas. Does that change? You think during the the colder months when we start getting like right now during the late season when it's cold? Um, does that? Do you think yeah, that ever I, changes?
2: I do. They they tend to they tend to be more along the creeks during the summertime uh, where it's cooler, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, back up on the hilltops you know in the winter time when it's a little bit colder outside so they can catch that morning sun um that's that's just what i've seen at least um another thing too is they don't really bed along those bluffs and they have an easy way down um right and so that's uh something to focus on if you have a really long bluff you know there's no way down a deer's not going to be stupid. I mean it'd be like a suicide mission you know if a predator come in from behind them I mean they're you know dead rights unless they were to jump off you know right. huge cliffs right Most of the time, they make sure they have an easy access down.
1: That's one of the things that I'm that I'm trying to learn because you know whenever we've got uh, a lot of the places that we hunt you know in Alabama, on the forest land that we hunt. It's got that steep terrain, and, you know, so occasionally you get in there and your Onyx maps or your whatever topo maps you're using are a little bit misleading. They don't necessarily always show you, hey, there's a bluff right here. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, what is, what is too steep? What is, like, what kind of... Is it just bluffs that they're not going to be able to go down? Obviously, I've seen deer climb some pretty steep stuff, but just are they going to just because? And um, I'm trying, so I'm trying to trying to figure out is is this somewhere that I could focus in on, or is this too steep? Is it too much? You know what I'm saying?
2: If if you think a deer could jump down it and you know not kill itself then yeah most likely they're gonna use that as an escape route um and they get down some pretty gnarly looking stuff Um, right i found a really awesome bed back in the summertime scouting and i never went there and hunted this year but um it was i mean it was laid out perfectly i mean it was really steep right there at that one little spot but there was one little crevice he could go down and I've actually jumped some those up that were bedded along the, the base of the bluff uh, in the summertime. And you wouldn't think they could get up there that easily, but, I mean, they're just like little mountain goats. I mean, they're you yeah. know, just hauling butt up the thing. You'd be surprised what, you know, they could get up and down.
1: Yeah. Do you think they'll do that, though? Do you think they'll go out of their way because it's safe to be in those type of uh? Terrain features like to travel them on the daily um, because it's safer and there's not quite as many things that that will put them in danger there.
2: I could I not see why not. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, that I, makes I sense really to me. Think. Yeah, it may. I mean, it makes perfect sense as far as their survival and stuff. I mean. Mm-hmm.
1: That'd be that'd be something I'd be curious to know like because you know I see a lot of people or not a lot of people I see a lot of deer in um you, you know we talk about taking the path of least resistance um in their normal everyday travel but then you also hear like deer are smart and and you see that you see it every single time you're out in the woods how smart those animals are and it would just make sense to me that some of these terrain features that people don't really give the time of day to um just because they're difficult you know there's one spot that i have that is super steep really thick but not too steep that i mean i can climb it i know a deer can probably climb it with ease um and there's a lot of deer sign and people just don't really pay much attention to it just because it's difficult to access it doesn't seem like a whole lot of deer would be there but they are there um and so that's that's kind of one thing like especially like late season for me, when, you, when you've gone into all your spots, you know uh, something I want to get into today for in just a minute is food sources. But a lot of your food food sources are, are eating eaten up, you know, getting further on into the season, unless you're hunting in um, any kind of ag land. Uh, so finding those places that can be really beneficial for them to to keep them alive, basically, could be your could be your ticket. Um, are you guys? Are you guys trying any of that type of stuff? Are you um, just basically hunting, you know, oak trees and terrain features and stuff like normal?
2: No. When I was walking through the woods today, I was actually paying attention to what was actually green, mm-hmm. and that's you know, sure they do a lot of hardy brows like late in the season, but um, the privet, the privet around here is just demolished. I mean, there was little leaves scattered all over, you know, they had just, it almost looked like they had just stuck the whole thing in their mouth and just pulled it all off with their teeth or something. I mean, there was just, every little limb was, you know, bare as can be. Really? Yep.
1: So, is that kind of, is that kind of what you're thinking is kind of like a main food source right there, right now?
2: I think in that certain area it was, there really wasn't. You know, a whole lot in, like, as far as vines. Uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of briars around here, like green briar and stuff. Um, right. There's a lot a lot of cutovers. It's um, mostly pines, like most of the whole management area. And so, um, there's little fingers of hardwoods, but I mean, I looked on the ground and I didn't see hardly any, you know, acorns or anything like that on the ground. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely noticed the the privet was just tore slap up
1: hmm that's interesting um yeah that's one of the things for me that i've uh that i do remember around that place that you were at that shall remain unnamed is i mean there's so many cutovers in there and i mean you have new cutovers that are that are pretty fresh and probably don't have a lot in it but then you have some old ones um Dude, when me and you went the other day, or back during the spring, during turkey season, there was one spot that I remember was, like, I was on a hunting club, actually, right there. You remember this? And I was like, yeah, we actually had shooting houses, like, right in there, and you could see across this whole thing. And it was so freaking tall, just pines, like, 20 foot up. And I was like, dang gum, this place looks different. It doesn't even look like the same place. Um.
2: So, all of the young cutovers, I just went ahead and labeled all of those as food sources. um, Yeah. And expected them to be feeding in in those areas. Uh, They offer good cover, and they offer, um, you know, for bedding, and they offer good food, you know, Mm -hmm. a a, a variety because the sun's able to get to the ground, and they're able to, you know, to thrive at that young age in those cutovers. So. Mm hmm one thing that I noticed, um, I ran across a lot of deer this morning and, um, <laughs> all of the deer seemed to be under everybody's lights. Um, you know, like telephone pole lights.
3: Huh.
2: Um, they were all feeding out under the lights and I, I don't know, it just got, you know, got me thinking a little bit, um, at that, at that time in the, you know, early early morning it was like 3:30 in the morning um at night I, I wonder if that's you know just a common thing that they just go to where they can actually see you know if anything was coming you know to try to get them while they eat um hmm. most of these places it was just like the grass on the side of the road it wasn't anything real green um it was almost like hay that they were eating
1: that's pretty interesting so so then, what you're All saying exactly. is we we just need to go get a whole bunch of spotlights and just do it that way.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in <laughs> and and the case
1: of <laughs> okay, well, you, you, you already got the truck, so <laughs> we'll be good to go. We just
3: we just need a dog.
1: <laughs> yeah. Give give us a dog. Hey, we'll we'll take the we'll take the uh, Pomeranian out that lives next door and see if see if that she'll. Do good on a deer. How about that?
2: He's got a duck dog. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll train Tucker. To... Uh oh. Yeah, I don't ever get to use him.
0: <laughs> <He's don't> ever... <laughs> he forgot what a duck is. That's but... <laughs> so... my couch is, but...
1: <laughs> So, are you a big duck hunter, Heath? Or did you used to be?
0: Uh, not anymore. I have four kids. <laughs> yeah, those four no, kids, I man. To, I used to duck hunt, and uh, I loved it. As a matter of fact I quit deer hunting when I started duck hunting for about Whew. three years and um, I just got the I got the fever it was something new it was exciting the camaraderie sitting beside the edge of a pond or a river you know just cutting up until the ducks fly in and then working the ducks with the calls I mean just all of it was really exciting and then unload your shotgun and we had one morning where we got on some woodies and we couldn't keep our Guns loaded for about I don't know, 15 minutes. They were flying in, just one after the other, and it was it was the most excitement I've ever had hunting. So, yeah, I quit deer hunting. And
1: see, you know, I hear, yeah. I hear yeah, that I a lot. I hear that a lot that people that people <laughs> people quit deer hunting. I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, maybe I just need to go and and figure it out. No, but you don't,
2: because same thing with turkey hunting i I just don't get that either you know over deer hunting
1: i mean i love uh, the turkey hunt i don't like it more than deer hunting but i love it but
2: (sighs) i think for the duck hunting i think it's more for uh for somebody who you know really likes the so you know the social aspect of it um, right because you know you get to talk and cut up and and you know have a good time you know like kind of like going out on a saturday night with your buddies or something hitting up a bar or something you know you just get to cut up and and have fun uh it's a lot different you know deer hunting um you know there's none of that going on so it's more of uh
1: uh i don't know man the deer hunting that they do out here is a lot closer to going out with your buddies to the bar (laughs)
2: hey maybe we need to start doing it that way we'll just go up to let's go up to Winston County and get us some natty lights and a, a big old jacked up, you know, four truck, and we'll go out spotlight. How about that? <laughs>
1: that sounds like duck hunting to me. Um, so I, I got a I got a funny one for Heath. All right, so who's older? Who's the older brother?
2: I'm older. I'm four years older than Heath is.
1: Oh, okay. So he's, he's right. bigger
2: than me. I mean. He's, what six foot two joke? or something <laughs> uh, yeah something like that he's like so,
1: six one or six two i forget how old mike is sometimes though too so um all right so heath i need you to tell me the most embarrassing story about mike
0: mm. all right give me some time to think
1: about it all right we'll give you some time <laughs> how about
0: this because I want it to be a good
1: one. <laughs> we got, we got probably I another. Got some
0: stories. I don't know about We got a lot of. stories, but not really embarrassing. Mike's, Mike's a pretty cool cat. He uh, he doesn't, he not really ever do anything embarrassing. But we definitely got. I'm more of the embarrassing side. I've chased <laughs> him with scissors through the house before, and then. Chased uh, him with a,
2: a, a big butcher
0: knife. <laughs> what are you talking about, scissors? <laughs> yeah, get down my parents' door and split it in half, so it's more me on the embarrassing side than he used him. To
2: get, he used to get really tired of me. Like, if we ever got into an argument, I would, I would just hold his hands until, you know, it would just piss him off so much. One day, he actually went and ran into the kitchen, grabbed the biggest knife that we have in the kitchen, <laughs> and chased me around the house with it threatening my life, and I, I was so scared. I ran into my parents' uh, bedroom and locked the door. This MFR effort comes through and <laughs> knocks a hole through my parents' door. <laughs> uh, they talk about being scared when somebody chases you with a butcher knife and then they knock a hole through the door, like he means business.
1: When did you realize We're that here. he was going to be so much bigger than you?
2: Well, probably right off the bat because I'm not—I've never been like a very big person, so. <laughs> I didn't start
0: growing until I was in about the tenth grade. Really, not really growing. Yeah, and that's when I, I kind of hit my growth spurt late in life. But yeah. <laughs>
1: that's pretty. That's hit, pretty funny. He
2: did hit me in the head with a hoe one day, though. No, he hit me in the head oh. with a hoe.
1: Oh. <laughs> was she? Was she okay? <laughs>
2: She was, was trying to act like I hit him with a hoe. No, he hit me with a hoe. I still have a scar on my forehead. Was
1: she? Was she okay? Once, once she got up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he chased me. He, he was running. We were running around the house. He was uh, chasing me, and um, and I hid behind a bush. And I think he came around the corner and whacked me with it No,
0: you were too fast, and so I
2: hid behind the corner of the house and when you came okay, around is that what it was yeah, then I smacked you with it. <laughs> I don't know it knocked all my sense out maybe that's what's wrong with me
1: have you guys have you guys always have y'all hunted together when, like did you hunt a lot Heath when y'all were growing up?
2: yeah, when we were growing up we did He's killed the most uh the deer with the most points really He's killed a thirteenth point when you were howled. Fourteen. Were you that old?
0: Thirteen, something like that. He was young.
2: I killed two. Di- so down there in Bullock County, at that hunting club that we were in, on oh, the yeah. same field,
0: one year apart, Alabama and Auburn were playing both years. On on the night of the game, Auburn won both years, and I killed an eight point the first year and a fourteen. Well, I call it a fourteen because it's it's got a little kicker that I count as point. But um thirteen if you if you wanna call it a thirteen, but uh yeah. So that was a pretty cool same field, one year apart, exactly to
2: the day, Auburn one So, both the, years. so like the guy sent him there the guy the guy sent him there and he was like, All right, this is what's gonna happen He said, I've hunted here before. And he said, like a little spikes gonna come out, he said, Don't shoot the spike. He said, Then a little four point's gonna come out. He said, Don't shoot the four point either. He said, Then a little six point Six or an 8-point yeah, is going to come out.
0: Come out. You, can, you can shoot it, but if you wait a little bit, an 8 might
2: come out. <laughs> what happened was a little spike came out, a little 4-point or 6-point come out. An 8-point came, came out, and it was a
0: wide 8. And I I was going to shoot the 8, and we were, I was hunting with a little 30-30. And um, so I put my gun out of the window, pulled the trigger, hammer hit, nothing happened. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> so I, was, I pulled the hammer back again pull the trigger, it hit, nothing happened. So on this gun, the spring was messed up on the gun, so uh, you have to pull it out with your pinky. So I uh, pull the gun back in, pull the bullet out, and it's got green gook all over the bullet. And I'm like, well, that's, that's why I didn't fire. So I put a new bullet in, come back up, eight points still out there, fire off the shot, missed it. All the deer are still standing there. They're looking around like somebody just shot. And I'm on a green field, mind you. That's not, you know, that so... I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just missed this deer. So I pull the gun back in. You know, I'm looking down. I'm pulling this hot bullet out with my pinky. (laughs) I get it out, put a new bullet in. I bring it back up into the window, and then the the 13-point is standing out in the field at this point. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, this cannot be true. So I pull my gun back out, shot, and he ran about 30 30 feet off the edge of the greenfield and croaked over. When my dad pulled up, he said, was that you that shot? I said, yes, sir. He said, what'd you get? I said, I got a rabbit. He said, a rabbit? What'd you shoot a <laughs> rabbit for? <laughs> I'm like, Well the? And I said, it's a big rabbit. He said, a rabbit? Get your butt in this truck and let us go. And I said, well, come on. I want to try to find it. And I said, I think it ran off the edge of the field right there. And he's like, I ain't worried about no dang rabbit. He come on. I said, No, Dad, go out there. I think it's out there. And he walked out. He says, Ain't no dang rabbit. It's a buck. (laughs) It's a no (laughs)
2: buck. So
1: basically, that was the last time Auburn won. Is that right? (laughs)
3: Yeah. The last buck I killed.
1: So the last buck he killed, the last time Auburn won. So you need Auburn, Auburn to take one home. So you can yeah, get your
0: that's buck. 14
2: billion years ago. That's when
0: I started duck hunting. So
2: evidently
0: <laughs> my correlation to Auburn winning is killing bucks. So I guess I need to I guess I need to get back. All right, well
2: we're going home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so even even more impressive though is you killed a thirteen point on a greenfield. Like that's pretty yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty big yeah, deal. It's uh, so we funny the
0: Martha, Martha Pritchett and that's the only place I would hunt when I went there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not really a, a true deer hunter Mike's the Mike's the deer hunter out of the two of us he knows all about it I just go out and get lucky every now and then
1: listen that's usually the people that's usually the people that kill the biggest and most deer are the people who don't really put so much thought and pressure on themselves to kill one like I think I see more deer on Facebook that get killed and there's a greenfield, they're standing in the middle of a greenfield. Like Yeah. And I'm sitting here like Mike, that's how it was when we were in Kentucky, dude. Like all these people were sitting in bean fields shooting deer and we're like hiking and paddling in and doing all this crap. Yeah. <laughs> trying to kill a deer. We,
2: lo- we learned a lesson on that one. I hope sure. so.
1: It's gonna be rough next year when the same thing happens and we're like, Well, what was the lesson that we learned? So, Heath, tell me, do you have an embarrassing story about Mike? I honestly can't
0: think of one. He, I don't know. I don't have anything that comes to mind. I really right. wish I did. All right, Mike. <laughs> it's a good platform to make
1: that happen. It was going to be a good platform, just, but, now, but now Mike is going to have the opportunity to <laughs> tell the most embarrassing we'll story he about says, Heath.
2: <laughs> He's got plenty about me, oh, believe it Yeah, an embarrassing moment I can think of one. So we um we're young okay. And um you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh reserved and you know, don't want you know any extra attention. And so we always used to get in the car, he would always, always, he would be like glued to the windows staring at people okay and it just <laughs>
3: it,
2: it made me like want to crawl into like a deep hole we pull up to a gas station in Aniana, okay and we're sitting there and um uh, <laughs> what was that happened do you remember the story better than me oh uh, you're talking about with the Mexicans yeah there was <laughs> a, a... <laughs> I don't know if I can. Could... Uh... I
0: might have to edit that out <laughs>
2: do you want me to stop there you may come up with something different
1: no that's fine go on story about mexicans Uh, if you're mexican and you listen to this we don't mean to offend anyway go ahead
2: (laughs) so we we're at this gas station in aniana and um windows are down the windows are down and uh what did you say? Like, you say I tried to talk like them. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> wow. So they're 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 talking in Spanish, and he's how old are you at this time? I don't know. He's he's only like I don't know, like maybe like six or yeah, something I'm like sure. that. I mean, he's real young. And uh, so we're just sitting there. Everything's fine. Dad just went in, like pay for gas, and the windows are down. It's only me and mom and he's out there and uh he's what'd you say like what are they saying or something like that and oh, yeah, uh, he just he's just like i'll go out the window <laughs> oh my god <gosh>. he's talking <laughs> about being embarrassed and and you know just like you know sinking down yeah that was that was it That was, that was the most <laughs> I was more embarrassed than you were. Like, so it's like an embarrassing all, story for you. My mom, my mom died. So like she just, yeah, we, we both did. And he's just over there. He just thought it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. I, did not, you do
2: the same thing with the, uh, with the
0: bricklayers too? I don't know. I don't remember the brick, brick layers. I just remember that one. Cause y'all told me it. I so mean, this is getting, <laughs> this sure. is getting a
1: little bit racist. We're going to have to stop it at bricklayers.
2: We can uh, we can edit the other one out, too. What's another one? Uh, no, we don't have to edit it out. <laughs> well, I could probably come up with something else. I wish I could think of any. I don't know. I mean, I'm drawing a blank.
1: And like and somehow,
0: most, Heath is the one who American. became
1: the youth pastor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> most
3: unlikely to succeed
1: that's awesome well listen we're getting up close to like we're close to an hour so um if you i I read an article today that said it was (laughs) how to kill a deer in five days okay
2: Please and, tell me this article. I need to kill a deer within five <laughs> days. Look one up that
1: says in two days
0: because I'm only gonna be here today, tomorrow,
1: tomorrow. <laughs> is yeah, like I was, I was just reading different articles and stuff, and one of them was like, "How to kill a deer in five days," and I was like, "Well, okay." So your first,
2: yeah, you, go to go to Parker's Honey Hole. You can kill like ten deer in five
1: days. <laughs> you might be able to. Um, but first, you got to spend two days.
2: How many years have you seen now in
1: that spot? Uh, I don't know, plenty. Um, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen quite a few in there, and between the the few spots that I've got that are really solid, I've I don't know, I've seen I've seen quite a bit this year. Um, yeah. but I I mean I was I was tagged out before really even the peak of the rut in that one spot, so. I didn't even get to see like the real rut activity over there. Um but it's been a it's been a really good spot.
2: I start calling you deer slayer. I'll take it. It used to be my name, but I ain't slaying. Is
1: this like it's like a trophy that gets passed on throughout the year. We need to get a we need to get a belt made. It's like you are the holder <laughs> of the deer slaying belt. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that would be a pretty good idea.
1: That'd be pretty awesome. But so, so you got, y'all got like what, Michael, you got like four days? Is that right? Four days left?
2: Well, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be here tomorrow and then Friday and then Saturday morning. Okay. Maybe. And then that's if I call in. Um, right. And then I got, I'm supposed to be at work Friday through Monday morning. So I'm going to try to come up here Monday. And, um, after I get off work and maybe hunt Tuesday and Wednesday, cause I think this gun hunt goes through the, the middle part of next week. So,
1: okay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it does. So what is the one thing just to wrap this up? What's the one thing that you're going to do in these few days that you have to hunt this, this place for this gun hunt? What's one thing that you're really going to focus on?
2: Uh, Fresh sign. Uh, fresh sign. And I'm finding a lot. Yeah, I'm finding a lot of it um, right now. I've, I've never seen so much deer crap in my entire life. I was telling you about it earlier. Oh, yeah. Like, it. I mean, if I was back at Bankhead, like, I don't even know, like, as far as like buck, like I don't even know how many years <laughs> it's basically it's been since you run across <laughs> a buck third. <laughs> but up here, I was having to, I felt like I was at the zoo. Like I was having to watch my step walking through the woods so I wouldn't step in it.
1: That's a good problem um, to have.
2: Yeah, that's a really good problem to have. Um, so finding that I fresh like sign. Left. Yeah. I feel like mornings are probably going to be the best, um, right now. Um, which is how I usually feel. Um, I mean, it, unless you're hunting over a greenfield, it's, it's tough to get, you know, a buck out of, you know, out of his bed area into the spot where you're at before dark, you know, unless, unless you've got like a really nice, uh, piece of property with a really nice greenfield and he feels okay going to, mm-hmm. um, that's about the only time that i've had real good luck um hunting in the evenings morning seemed to be a whole lot better for me personally maybe if uh if our listeners could give me some tips on evening hunts you know where to kill these bucks at what do you think parker what what are you doing are are you having any luck with evenings
1: man uh no like i've i've killed all three of the bucks that I killed this year were in the mornings. Um, I'm trying to think of... I saw, during bow season, I saw about 11 deer one one afternoon. Nothing decent. I saw two small bucks, and the rest were does. And uh, other than that day, I have not had any success in the evenings. I haven't even... Well, I killed the opening day, the doe on opening day. But just as far as seeing bucks, I haven't seen hardly any bucks in the evenings. I don't see much in the evenings pretty much ever.
2: Um where do you hunt? Do you hunt on ridge tops or in bottoms or
1: uh it just depends like it it really like so one of the spots that I've been hunting well, at least before I before I tagged out was um it was a spot and, and and a lot of times I will I will still hunt that leeward side of the ridge just because it's in the back of my mind. So, um, like that, uh, top third, I just spend a lot of time right there, especially in the evenings. Um, just kind of making sure getting somewhere, whether it's up on top or down below, uh, getting somewhere I can see that, that top third, see that major, um, travel area. Usually it's a logging road or whatever. Um, just because like in the evenings, I don't have like a, a specific spot that i think okay there's going to be a deer that comes out here like i do in the mornings i know the deer usually are going to be coming from this direction going here right now it just doesn't work that way in the evenings for me so i just try to get to a spot where i can see a ridge i can see the top of the ridge and and take my chances that that way um i don't really have a you
2: have your you have your say do you have your bedding spot picked out and then your food source picked out and are you trying to pinpoint between the two or yes
1: yeah yeah i guess that would have been good been good to say and a lot of times in the evenings i don't have it like pinpointed where i know it for sure um i go to where i I think okay there's gonna be food here a lot of times i will actually know the food but the bedding i don't know because a lot of times in the evening i'm just kind of going i'm just checking new spots i'm trying to find new places um i do know some of the bedding areas um but it just doesn't for whatever reason i don't see the activity going from bed to food in the evenings that i would um in the morning going from food to bed i always see that but i just i have a hard time we we definitely
2: we definitely see it in early season but we just do not see it in late season. No, I have a hard time oh. finding
1: anything in the evenings. Like I have a place that I go to. Um, I'll start going there probably within the next couple of weeks. A buddy of mine has some private land, and he lets me go out there and kill does. And he's got it's got like big cut cornfields and stuff. And it's super awesome. And so I spend a lot of my late season just hanging out with him, going in there and shooting some does. Um. Yeah. And it makes it a whole lot easier than kayaking, for sure. Uh, I lose my public land man card, but I'm okay with that. I'm, well, I'm 100% if you're okay with
2: that. I think you're fine.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's fun, man. It's fun to go out there and, and just sit. It really makes you appreciate those days, like whenever you can just walk 100 yards to a shooting house and sit over a cut cornfield. That's pretty yeah. nice. yeah but
2: so i think uh i think if i ever get a mantis um i'm definitely going to uh be implementing that back into my strategy for sure for heck yeah for the future
1: dude you need to get one man i'm actually
2: yeah i'm actually looking forward to it um because um take my climber and stuff back in there like, the spot I went to this afternoon, I was having to walk through real real thick briars and having mm-hmm. to knit briars left and right. It, there's no way I would have been able to take a stand through that stuff. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah. But if I had, you know, something that I was wearing and just had, like, a few steps on the back, you know, with an air, um, God, that would be so much more manageable. And I would have been able yeah. to see a lot more real estate. And that's been one of the big drawbacks um, this year is not like if you're hunting one side of a ridge, that's all you can see. You mm-hmm. know, If I was hunting close to the top, I might be able to see two sides of a ridge, you know, and yeah. you're cutting your real estate down by 50%, you know, yeah, by not being able to sure. see up over that ridge top. So uh, I think that's been a big, you know, one big thing that's, you know, I won't say that's held me back, but one, one thing that I've noticed this year that really would have made a difference for me personally. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely certain, certain areas that, you know, only ground hunting would work, but there's a lot of instances where I wished I would have had an elevated position, you know, in, in some of those areas
1: dude it, i know for me like it's just totally changed the way that i hunt i can get back so many different places and this isn't even supposed to be an ad for tether, but um the proof's kind of right there in the pudding like it's just it, it revolutionizes the way that a guy can hunt because now you're not like i don't ever think oh i can't make it back there i really don't want to carry the stand that far like that's literally never a thought that even crosses my mind and um and then aside from that you know it's just like the awkwardness of carrying a stand, like what you're talking about, going through thick briars and stuff like that, like it's just not even yeah. a thing. It's not even a problem anymore. It's not even something that I have to even think about. And so, like, dude, I can't wait till you get one. I think it'll change everything for you.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, man, it's getting late. Y- y'all are an hour behind, so it's only ten twenty there, but it's eleven twenty here, and I got to get up at like four thirty, so. And I'm yeah. gonna edit this podcast and get it uploaded. <laughs>
2: it's gonna be an interesting night. We're supposed to be getting uh, these are real strong storms coming through here in about an hour or so. Um, there's supposed to be, uh, you know, 20 mile per hour winds and rain. And Heath is in a uh, Eno with a little canopy oh, no. top.
1: <laughs> oh, are you sleeping in the truck? Are you sleeping in your camper?
2: yeah i'm sleeping in the camper shell um i told he you know he'd come and, and sleep in there if it got too bad but yeah so that's uh that's what we're looking for too you well, know have fun with the, that on top, of, uh, on top of the short amount of hours to sleep
1: yeah have fun with all that i'm gonna sleep in this bed and uh get up and go hunt in a swamp tomorrow morning
2: Sounds good.
1: So, I don't know what I'd rather be doing. I don't know if I'd rather sleep in a camper, in the cold and rain and wind and all that stuff, but still get to hunt a place where where deer actually live, or if I'd rather <laughs> sleep in this warm bed and then wake up and go hunt a swamp with mosquitoes where there are no deer. I don't know what's better.
2: Sounds like you need to go uh, get some natty lights and make some new friends
1: yeah that's probably what i need to do (laughs) i'll i'll pull up i'll pull uh, up at eight o'clock in the morning with a case of natty light (laughs) y'all ready to have a good time brother but (laughs) that's that i'm not gonna say that those words that doesn't sound right uh but uh you guys have good luck man go kill one tomorrow
2: yeah man hopefully we will that'd be cool you
1: guys for having me on yeah dude it was good to have you Maybe one of these days we'll uh, we'll get to go and share camp together and kill something. That'd be fun. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, good luck, guys. Thanks for coming on. And even though it's late, y'all get some sleep. All right, that's going to be it for this episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Again, I said it before, but I'll say it again. Merry Christmas. Hope it was awesome. Hope you guys have a great new year. A huge shout-out to our partners at New Breed Archery, Tethered Nation, Onyx Maps, and Go Wild. Check out all of those companies, guys. You're not going to regret it. We believe in everything they do. God gave us dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So this weekend, guys, just go out and exercise that dominion. I will talk to you next year. You guys, thanks for listening to Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Talk to you next time.